This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am, keeping you up to date with what's going on in the world of Arsenal. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. I uh, hope this, this week is going quickly for you as we edge towards Arsenal's first official, because of course we have already played Ipswich and smashed them 5-1, but our first official pre-season game on Friday. Looking forward to doing the coverage of that for Football London a little bit later on this week. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hopefully having plenty of questions answered regarding, you know, the, the quality, kind of the fitness levels that we're expecting, you know, who might play, all of that stuff. Uh, and uh, Mikel Arteta will most likely be expected to take part in a few uh, conversations around questions around the club, around transfers and stuff like that. So hopefully we get a lot more coming out through the rest of this week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Uh, Bakaya Saka, who joins us in the chat, saying, been listening from Spotify. I've been loving the show since. Bakaya Saka, thank you so much for your continued support of the channel. I knew that you were a big watcher all along. Uh, Matt G, good morning to you, to Simon, to Carl, uh, to Ozzy Goon, to Andreas, Blackshine, Brad, good morning, guys. Uh, Matt G, good morning to you, to Carl, to Dave, uh, Damien, good morning. Uh, Marcus, who else have we got in here? Jean, uh, we've got Jose, uh, Anthony, we've got Keith and AV and Trag. Uh, lots of familiar faces and hopefully some unfamiliar faces as well. Welcome if this indeed is your first listening to the show. We do these every single day as best we can. Uh, at 8 a.m. UK time. If you watch on Catch Up, make sure to leave a comment down below on your thoughts and some of the things that we discussed today. And without further ado, let's crack on with today's stories. And we start with some good news regarding another youngster. Uh, this is happening quite a lot. The club are making some big moves to sign up a lot of their kind of, you know, a lot of the club, a lot of the young players are signing up. So Taylor Foran has signed his first contract with the team. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing what he's capable of. Uh, looking into some of what people have been saying, apparently he's got good leadership skills. Uh, he already went to the pre-season tour, when, not pre-season tour, but kind of a, a mid-season camp in Dubai. He's highly thought of, and they very much like him. Um, so he's going to be an exciting player to see how he develops as a defender 
uh, I believe, at this stage. So looking forward to seeing how this guy moves through uh, the academy. Now, some players uh, took place in a friendly uh, that went on yesterday in which Arsenal lost to Woking. Um, but players such as Amari Hutchinson, Marcelo Flores did not travel um, to Germany and instead featured in this game against Woking. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say this is a surprise. I think some young players will probably go to Germany whilst others will go on the longer US tour. I would expect the likes of Hutchinson and... Uh, and Marcelo Flores certainly to be part of a group that go, unless, of course, there are discussions over a potential loan deal that are closing in at this point. That's the only reasoning I can really give behind them not going on the German tour, because, of course, Flores and Amari Hutchinson are certainly, and uh, Henry Francis as well as another one, who are rated as a certain level that you would have thought they would be with the senior side, but perhaps they're kind of splitting some of the young players with the, the senior squad for Germany and for the US tour as well. Um, let's go into our next story. Uh, Miguel Aziz, who I don't believe travelled to the Germany camp, is in discussions with a Spanish club, according to Chris Wheatley, who reported yesterday that Aziz is looking to spend another season on loan with uh, Spanish side Girona leading the race. Could be an interesting loan move for him. Ainsley Maitland-Niles uh, does not look as though a move to Nottingham Forest. However, is likely at this stage. His £52,000 per week wages are proven to be a bit of a problem. Oh, how Arsenal have had so many issues with putting players on wages that are just too high and not reflective of what they're contributing to the club. That may be not be so fair of Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who of course did help Arsenal win an FA Cup, but has not played in a serious, serious amount of time for Arsenal now. So I'm hoping that this this situation is uh, resolved. I've not seen any videos to suggest he's in Germany yet. I might be wrong. You know, they haven't released all the images of, of everybody that's out there. And of course, the videos on social media don't tell the whole story. So I don't know if I can't confirm if Maitland-Niles is out there. Maybe someone in the watching in the chat box has certainly had some information to say that he is. But I've personally not seen anything to suggest that he is. But uh, I'm looking uh, forward to hopefully seeing some resolution to this story. Um, now, Marquinhos has been a give, officially given the number 27. You've probably seen this already. And I wrote a piece about this yesterday talking about how this effectively confirms a similar pathway to that of Gabriel Martinelli. Martinelli was, of course, given the number 35, a senior number. Uh, and Marquinhos, given the number 27, also a senior number, will be expected to be part of the senior squad for next season. Looking forward to seeing him take place in pre-season, of course, and then moving into the Europa League group stages, League Cup, FA Cup, maybe even coming off the bench in the Premier League. We have five subs every game now. So there's lots of opportunities, of course, for us to uh, kind of look through and hopefully see something involved in the near future. Uh, in terms of Arsenal's training camp in Germany, uh, there's been pictures released on the Arsenal website and, of course, on Arsenal's social feeds. Getty Images also uh, showed a number of players uh, that are out there. They haven't shown all the players, of course, that are out there at this point, and there are still a lot of players that are yet to come back from holiday. Uh, I'm not obviously going to speculate about who and who isn't there at this point because of the sensitivity of the topic, um, but I'm sure Arsenal will release more images throughout the next week or so. Um, moving into transfers, uh, Lisandro Martinez, as we know, our daily updates surrounding him. Some really interesting words from um, Charles Watts on the Lisandro Martinez story. He says, despite kind of the talk around Man United being heavily linked with, with him, and it's all talk about Man United right now, um, Lissandro Martinez still very, very open 
um, to the move to Arsenal. And it is between Man United and Arsenal, as we know, about where he might move. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Arsenal have more of a chance, I think, than maybe some of the Man United side are giving Arsenal. Uh, he has returned to the Netherlands at this stage and will hopefully uh, resolve his future soon. Although when I was speaking to Harry Simeon the other day on the Canton and Simeon show, he feels like this one is it's, it's, it's going to be one that's going to kind of drag uh, you know, through things. So let's move forwards into our next story. Uh, Mink, Lemink, so I'll try that again. Milinkovic Savic. You know, it's, I've never struggled with that name, and for some reason I did then. Sergei Milinkovic Savic, again, still being linked with Arsenal. I have to tell you, as always, to take this with a pinch of salt, or rather a large one, because it is the Italian media that continue to link Sergei Milinkovic Savic with Arsenal. That said, Fabrizio Romano did comment on this story and said that, you know, clubs are always being linked with the player who remains at Lazio. The asking prices have gone from 60 to 78 to 80 million euros. It's not 100% sure what Lazio would ask for. But Romano did again uh, confirm that Arsenal are leaning more towards Yuri Tielemans as a potential midfield target for the summer. Uh, we know that we've been linked for him for some time. Personal terms are not an issue and have been agreed for some time. It's just about whether Arsenal push through and really put in an official offer to Leicester for the Belgian midfielder. I, for one, hope that they do. He would be a really, really strong addition to the squad. And in this evening's show, I'm hoping that we're going to have a bit of a Belgian special on the channel uh, as we get a Belgian football expert to come on and have a chat about the likes of uh, Yuri Tielemann, Sambi Lakonga, and, of course, Amadou Anana, who's the Lille midfielder that's been linked to us over the past few weeks or so as well. So make sure you tune in a little bit later on today around 6pm for a Belgian football Arsenal special. Lots of information to come on that one. And finally, our headline story. ESPN Brazil have suggested that Arsenal remain one of the clubs that are linked with uh, Lucas Paqueta, uh, the attacking midfielder that can play in centre mid, in attacking mid, in second striker, or at striker, uh, even in a wide position. Very versatile player. Uh, according to ESPN Brazil, Arsenal remain one of the clubs that are interested in the Leon midfielder. We know that he's going to be very expensive. And Tottenham and Manchester City are also said to have held talks with Leon about a potential deal. Um, it's the last recent weeks where we've seen uh, kind of these this deal kind of progress, but it's not really gone past first kind of inquiries. But Arsenal are said to still hold an interest in Lucas Paqueta, although I would be very, very surprised indeed if this was a deal that got done, considering the price tags that are being thrown around about the player. But yes, Daniel, potentially another Brazilian uh, at the club. Very interesting indeed. Um, we're going to move on to the questions section of today's show. So if you have indeed got any questions you'd like to ask about Arsenal and transfers, not speculation, please do throw them into the chat and I will do my absolute best to tackle as many of them as I can. So drop a like on the video, subscribe and stick with us after this short break. Okay, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys got to say. I did forget to take a drink during that massively short break somehow. So excuse me for that. Um, but let's go to Jashar, who says, um, did you notice Edu has changed his signing up uniform for 2022 to a shirt and faded jeans? Look, I think that, you know, I was debating, uh, you know, we talked about obviously the, the, the vibrancy of um, shirts that I should wear if we pull off a big signing. 
I'm thinking we don't go vibrant at all now. I'm thinking we just emulate Edu. I think I'm just going to have to go get out some of the old teaching shirts and, you know, bring out some blue shirts and talk about a signing. I think that's uh, what we're going to have to focus on. Uh, Thomas says, uh, what are you waiting for with Yuri Tielemans? I'm not waiting for anything. You know, I I think we just need to go and get this deal done. But it is really kind of proving um, a struggle to see any progression with this Tielemans deal. There has been literally no genuine update about Arsenal changing things, about Arsenal making a bid, about talks progressing, about them reigniting their interest. There's been next to no word on this. So uh, we wait and we continue to wait. Uh, Gunner Down Under says, what's the go with Grimaldo, Tom? I think for 7 million, we can't pass this one by. Tillemans also represents the best midfield value option as well. Yeah, a lot of people really like Grimaldo for that amount of money. That said, I did at least see it a couple of comments in the comment section of yesterday's show criticizing Grimaldo for his speed. I can't say I've watched loads of the guy to confirm or deny that. For 7 million for a guy that, you know, is Spanish international, been playing at the top level of Portuguese football for some time, uh, going into his prime years, I believe. I'm, I'm still sure he's he's mid to late 20s. Quick check on that one. Uh, 26, yeah. So going into his prime years, 7 million seems an absolute steal. But why is he available for 7 million? I know a few people may ask uh, kind of questions about why we would go for someone like that. Uh, Mohammed uh, said, uh, morning, Tom. Are you happy with the business done so far by Arsenal? Do you see anyone joining us in a week's time. Uh, I am happy to a point. You know, I'm, I'm happy regarding... I'm happy that we've got our primary striker target. I'm happy that we've pulled off a surprise signing an attacking midfielder that will compete with Erdegaard in Fabio Vieira. We've sorted out the backup goalkeeper. And we've signed a bit of a bonus signing in Marquinhos. And the Saliba situation being resolved uh, to a point, of course. Um, I think that, you know, all of that leads into... Uh, a happy place at this point. But Arsenal have got needs. You know, we've got needs in central midfield. We've got needs in the versatile defender position. And we've got needs, in my opinion, in the wide forwards area. And I think because of all of that, we need to make sure we get those targets. If we don't get those targets, it is going to be a serious, serious problem for Arsenal. And I will be joining the likes of Lev, um, who we had a great debate on the channel with the other day, about what we did and didn't do. Now, there could be deals, there could be interest in players that we are still, of course, not aware of at this stage. I think we all know that the Fabio Vieira situation was something that caught us by surprise, and we didn't think we were going to be going for a player like Fabio Vieira. So we could see some interesting news pop over the next few weeks, and there is still, of course, time between now and then to get that deal done. Uh, Dan says, have you made your FPL team yet? No, I have not had a chance to look at my FPL yet. And don't worry, we will have another FPL season. I still need to sort out the stuff from the end of last season. And sorry for those that have been contacting me. It's been a mega busy uh, time at the moment, so I've not been able to sort that. But uh, yes, we will certainly uh, be looking at, at creating another FPL league. We had like over, what, three, 400 people in the league last season. So I'm looking forward to see if we can expand it, maybe even get a 1,000 people in the TGT league this summer. I need to do some more public publicity on that to try and do it. But fingers crossed, we can see that. Uh, Lynn says, I still think there is going to be a twist in the Rafinha saga. I think you're holding out some hope, which I can respect. I don't think Arsenal are going to get him. Chelsea, I saw some interesting news that might be even be switching their attentions to Maxwell Cornet 
which is a very interesting but very Chelsea-esque kind of move. They do pull off some surprises in the window. That wouldn't surprise me at all. It's kind of the Barkley situation. You know, Barkley, when he was at Everton, really didn't think he was going to go off to Chelsea, and yet he did. So Alonso, another one. Uh, that's that's certainly very interesting indeed. Um, sorry, actually, apparently the, the, the internet connection is not looking too great this morning. To solve that, uh, what we will do is we will go to backup screen mode, which basically is this. <laughs> That's the only way that we solve it right now. Uh, I don't know why the internet's been so bad in the mornings. Like In the afternoons, it's been fine. Um, but Sky are clearly having some issues uh, on our side of things. So, uh, yeah, Drinkwater Manu is an absolute another one. Uh, let's scroll up and see if I've missed any genuine questions. Uh, let's go to Jay, who says, where do you think Lakonga, the new Yaya Toure, as he was described, stands as he seems to be dropping down in favour? Does he, Jay? I, d- I don't think he's been dropping down in, in favour at all. I, I don't really see why there's this kind of... I, I don't think there's been any kind of indication that uh, Lukonga's dropped down the pecking order. He was behind both Partey and Xhaka last season. And because of that, he wasn't really getting too many opportunities. We only had the league to play for. You know, we went out of the League Cup pretty uh, early in the season because obviously the semi-final was played so early on in the campaign and we went out in January. The FA Cup, we also went out in January and we didn't have any European competition last season. So I don't think it's fair to say that he's been dropping down in favour. I think that he was always the player that was behind both Xhaka uh, and Partey, but then they relied more upon the experience of Elneny towards the end of the season. And I think that's fair. You know, we lost Partey, who's an incredibly experienced and quality footballer, and we lost him. And Arteta thought that bringing Elneny in was the right choice over Lokonga. And I think we saw in the game against Brighton, where Lokonga played in the lone six role on his own, and Xhaka played at left back, they just left him exposed. And I blame Arteta for that game. Like, Arteta really cost us in terms of his selection during that fixture. And I can't really get over it. So it, it's a real shame. Um, a real shame indeed. Uh, Balaj says, is there a watch along in TGT for the Arsenal friendlies? I know I did that last summer. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that this season because one, I'm working the game on Friday. So I'm doing the game for Football London on Friday. Uh, I'll be doing the blog for the Nuremberg game. And then the other games are, of course, really late. I'm actually doing, uh, I'm actually working one of the shifts for one of the US games. I think it's the might be the Orlando City one. And my shift starts at 10 p.m. and finishes at 6 a.m. So I'm sorry, there's going to be no 8 a.m. show the day after that, the day after that game. I am not going to bed at 6 and waking up at 8 to do the show. I did think about pulling an all-nighter and just doing the show and looking incredibly tired. But yeah, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. is going to be one hell of a shift to cover one of those games. Uh, I'm not doing the other two, but they are still just too late. The the Emirates Cup game, I also think I'm working that one as well. So I'm afraid there won't be any um, there won't be any uh, watch-alongs um, because I'm covering all the games this summer for my work. Uh, so I can't do that. I'm afraid. Uh, let's go to uh, Simon says Tom. Will you be following the Arsenal ladies in the Euro 2022? Which games stand out? Uh, and which, if any, will you be watching? For me, you know, Leah Williamson leading out England is is such a it's such an honour. And I love the fact that we've got an Arsenal player captaining. I'd love to see, obviously, in the men's side, which I have, you know, I obviously watched more of the men's game just because my job revolves so much more around the men's games. Um, but yeah, I, I'd I think that's great. And we we've seen. I got really kind of into the, the World Cup in which the US knocked us out. Um, those, I think that was. I remember the game because 
well, I was seeing a film in the day and then I went to watch the England US game. I can't remember what film it was. I don't even matter what film it was. But uh, but yeah, uh, I need to get myself more into things with that. I got into the end of last season um, again when we lost. Well, obviously, we beat West Ham and Chelsea beat Manchester United on, on the final day of the season where we could have won the title. And I remember watching that game because Arsenal were playing just, I think, literally like hours later. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it was frustrating that we couldn't win the season. But massive congratulations to Leah Williamson uh, on William, William uh, you know, Sending out the England team. Brilliant indeed. Uh, let's go to Olu, who says, Hey, Tom, if we are to sign just two out of the three positions, which positions are your priority? I have said for weeks, you know, the wide forward area for me is an area that I'd love to see someone signed in, especially if they can cover in the central position. But for me, central midfield and the versatile defender remain the priorities. I'd love to see Yuri Tillemans come in or a Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. And I'd love to see Alessandro Martinez brought in, but there's just no, there's no indication for me um, that 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 is is going to be it, or that we are going to go for the three players. It's impossible to know at this moment in time what we're going to do because there's so much that's kept behind the scenes at Arsenal that it's impossible to know. I'm hoping that the internet may have sorted itself out a bit so you can see my bigger face <laughs> in more glory this morning. Uh, Bizarre says, Tom, why don't we go for Robert Lewandowski? One, because he's going to cost you 30 million plus to sign. Two, he's going to cost you around three, four, five hundred thousand pounds per week. Um, and Arsenal need to invest in other areas first um, before they go for a second striker when they've already got two. I know it's frustrating that we couldn't get another striker. And if it was my preference, I would have rather have seen Arsenal go for another striker. But it just it just isn't realistic on the budget that Arsenal have this summer. Uh, let's go to RD, who says, do you think we need to prioritise player heights when talking about potential incomings uh, in attack? We lack height up front. Rafinha and Skamaka could have added that. Uh, I mean, Rafinha's not known for his height. He's not short, but he's not known for what he brings because of his height. Skamaka certainly would. I said that I would not be averse to bring in, say, a striker on loan for a season that offers us something different, maybe an experienced figurehead up top. I wouldn't have been averse to Valt Veghorst on loan for a season just to give us something different. You know, it's, if it's a case of bringing someone in on loan like that or nobody, that was my preference. I'm not sitting here and saying Valt Veghorst is the type of striker that we should go for. Absolutely not. It's just the idea of Arsenal maybe signing someone in on loan just for a season to give us a plan B off the bench because, you know, they can make differences. They can score you three, four goals across a season that might be absolutely pivotal in picking up. I mean, four goals can get you 12 points. So let's not pretend it's going to be interesting if, or not interesting, it's, it would be beneficial if Arsenal could get hold of someone like that. Uh, Iqbal says, uh, pretty sure Belotti is on a free. Maybe Belotti is someone. And yes, Guy, I know that Veghorst has gone to Besiktas on loan. Um, but that was a player that we could have, you know, moved for. Um, let's go to Ayakeme, who says, uh, Hey, Tom, have you heard about an MLS player called Trusty linked to Arsenal? How valid is that link? I can tell you it's very valid in lead because he's an Arsenal player. Uh, Arsenal signed him back in January, loaned him uh, back to the Colorado Rapids. I'm not sure when he's actually due back um, because I don't know if that loan to the Colorado Rapids meant that he would stay there for an extended period. The MLS season started a while ago and has continued to play. You know, Matt Turner joined us early. I don't know what's happening with him. 
We've had no update on when he might come over. But the idea was, is that Trusty would join Arsenal and then go on loan to the continent somewhere. That was the whole idea behind that. So uh, I, can, I can tell you that it's a very, very valid story because he is an Arsenal player. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm going to wrap up very soon. Uh, Manu says, what's your opinion on the Cristiano Ronaldo drama at Old Trafford? Um, yeah, look, uh, it's it's just a quite amusing, isn't it? Uh, it's quite funny. Supposedly not reporting in. We don't know the reasons why. He cited family reasons, but then there's been rumours that he's still been training and stuff on the Portuguese national side. So I don't know, but I like it. Any drama that's not Arsenal drama, you know, I very much like indeed. Because, um, you know, it's a distraction for other teams. That's for sure. Uh, let's go to Martin, who says, do you think the window will be a failure if we rock up at Palace without our priority signings? We can't start unprepared again and sacrifice points in winnable games. I think it would be a a failure to rock up at Palace without our priority business done. Yes, I would think it would be a failure. Uh, I will be very frustrated if we've managed to get a lot of business done early given ourselves a month, and it is a month now until the start of the season, and we don't do it. You know, that that for me is going to be a big problem. And I'll be very critical of the club if we don't get the players in by the first game of the season. Midfield, versatile defender, needs to be strengthened. If we aren't strengthening those two areas before the first game of the season, I will be very disappointed. And for me, think that would be a failure for Arsenal. Uh, let's go to Philip, who says, who has had the better Premier, uh, better window than us in the Prem so far? I argue nobody, uh, if we've managed to keep Saliba, bring Jesus in, get Vieira, uh, and so far uh, not not yeah, sell anyone. You know, obviously people will point towards Spurs, bringing in Richarlison, Perisic, Basuma. Um, these are obviously three decent players. Basuma is obviously the standout player amongst them. They're closing in supposedly on Jed Spence. They've got rid of Bergvijn for a very decent figure as well. Uh, it's between Arsenal and Spurs right now. Um, but, you know, Leeds are having a very interesting summer. The players that they're signing are very uh, exciting. They're young. Uh, I think they're going to give them a lot of quality. They might take time to adjust, and that could be a bit of a downfall. But I think Leeds are contextually having a very good window as well. But yeah, look, Arsenal have had a very strong start to the window. Let's not beat around the bush. It's been a very strong start to the window for Arsenal. It's just now about making sure that we put our money where our mouth is with the rest of the signings that we have and and push through. That's that's what we need to see. Uh, RD says, what's my thoughts on the Arsenal away kit? Uh, RD, I don't even have to answer this question because the chat box, <laughs> I am sure, are already frantically typing how they know how I feel about the Arsenal away kit, which is just glorious. Like, I cannot wait to get my hands on this kit and to be honest in regards to the the fans in the US and Canada and I think Ireland and all around the world that somehow managed to get their hands on this away kit before the official launch I am incredibly incredibly jealous incredibly incredibly jealous of you because it is just a fantastic piece of design uh, and I can't wait to wear it Cannot wait to wear it indeed. Uh, Pavithran, hey, Tom, long time. Thanks for joining us again, mate. Uh, Palace has been Arsenal's Achilles heel in our bid for top four. It happened with Emery. I'm happy to deal with Palace early on if we deal with them, Pavithran. You know, we have got to deal with them, and that is the problem. 
That is the issue that we find ourselves in right now is that we don't know whether or not we're going to be able to deal with Palace. And we've struggled there for a long, long time. I remember when we got a, a huge win uh, there a couple of years ago, I think it was, but we just haven't been able to get a victory at Palace. It's one of the hardest games to go to because the atmosphere is so hostile and we just struggle for some reason. Last season, we were absolutely battered by Palace and they were absolute deserved winners of that game. We need to prepare ourselves both mentally, physically, and with recruitment. And as I've mentioned already on the show, if we don't get the right recruitment in this summer, we will suffer. And I will be critical if we don't do it. It is going to be absolutely key uh, to making sure that we get it done. Uh, let's go to uh, Dakarai, who says, uh, how confident are you that we sign Tillemans and Martinez both and separately? Uh I'm not confident about either. I'll be very, very honest with you. I'm 50-50 on both. I know I'm sitting on the fence. I know that you're going to hate me for that. But it's impossible to tell. Like The, the Martinez situation is, is completely on a knife edge because we don't know who he would lean towards. Supposedly, he admires Arteta's ideas about where he wants to play. Arteta sees him more as kind of a left-back, maybe prefers playing that role more than centre-back, whereas Man United see him more as a centre-back. But they've got Eric Ten Hag, which is a factor. He is open to both. Yet the understanding is he is open to joining either Arsenal or Man United. It is going to be a case of who manages to strike up a deal with Ajax first. I imagine my expectation would be if Arsenal match the asking price that Ajax want, Man United will match the asking price. And then it will just be down to the player to choose. And it is 50-50. There's been no indication that he leans or favours to me towards one or the other. There's been a lot of talk about him favouring Man United because of Ten Hag. But the understanding is that he also likes Arsenal a lot because of the ideas of Mikel Arteta. So let's wait and see. Tielemans is near impossible to call. Because Arsenal have agreed personal terms with the player and have done for a long time. Arsenal clearly want the player... But there's just some kind of barrier right now that is just stopping them from jumping into that transfer. I'd say I'm more confident about Tielemans just because we've obviously agreed with the player and the player is very keen on joining Arsenal. It's a real bizarre situation that Tielemans won and I really don't know um, what is going to happen. I really, really don't know. Please don't spam the chat box uh, with comments. I don't read out the questions when you spam the chat box with comments because people wait patiently to have their, their questions answered. There's a lot of you guys in there. There's over 1,400 of you. I can't get through them all. Um, but yeah, thank you. Uh, do drop a like if you haven't done so already. As I said, there's, wow, there's over 1,400 of you watching. Amazing. Thank you so much to everyone that continues to tune in. Uh, and as Harvey says, subscribe. Appreciate that, Harv, uh, as always. Uh, Let's go to uh, Tok, who says, who I've not seen before in the chat box. Uh, apologies if you have not been, uh, if you're not new at all, but thank you for tuning in and leaving a comment. Tillemans is not an important player for Arteta because Arteta has already bought in a versatile player to Fabio Vieira. Two important players in Rafinha and Lissandro due to limited funds. Fabio Vieira and Tillemans are very different. Um, and whilst Fabio Vieira could certainly play in the position I think that uh, Tillemans occupies, he plays a lot closer to the forward line. He's more versatile and be able to play in a wider area if you wanted him to. Vieira is more of a competitor for Odegaard than he is, and Smith-Rowe, I'd argue, at 10, than he is Tillemans. Tillemans is going to offer you something different to what Xhaka gives us. He would play on the left-hand side and the right. He can play on either flank. Oh, flank. You know, either skewed side of the central midfield. And I think he could give us more than what Granit Xhaka currently offers us. So 
I don't think it's fair to say that we don't need him. I think he's a player that we do need. And I think I'll be very, very excited to see him join Arsenal as well. Um, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. If you missed the first half of the show in which I answer questions like this one from Canal about my thoughts on Hutchinson not travelling to Germany, already answered that in the first breakdown of the show. Uh, we do these shows every morning at 8am. Thank you so much for everybody that's tuned in. I'll be live at 10am over on the Arsenal way to discuss all things more to do with Arsenal. And then I'll be live, hopefully, at 6pm today for a Belgian special looking at Tielemans and Lekonga and Onana with a Belgian football expert and journalist that I look forward to doing. So uh, have a fantastic Wednesday. Enjoy it and uh, drop a like and subscribe if you're new. See you soon, guys. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.